We are the creators of the Stu Beat Showcase, and we bring to you the Beat Club Podcast, where producers are heard. The best place to hear new beat makers from around the globe. Here we keep it real about the music. We keep these beats, or we cut it. Simple and plain. The help of our special guests and listeners worldwide. If you wish to join our Beat Club Podcast community, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Beat Club Podcast. And join our private producer group on Facebook by searching the Stu Colon Beat Club. Yo, what up, what up, what up, world? How's everybody doing? This is your boy D Loops, aka Do It All Loops, here with my boy. Motivate Marin, how y'all feeling, man? Artificial AV is out of the office for today, but we're going to be taking over. I'm taking over his seat, taking over his computer, taking over everything right about now. Uh, and we got the Gold Network holding it down. What's up, Dimitri? How you feeling today? You want to take over the network too? Uh, we could do that. Yeah. We could do that, you know it what I mean? Makes sense. It, it's only right. It is Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> so does that mean I get it back in a couple weeks? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Motivate Marin, how you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. Fresh off a pretty, pretty busy weekend. Yes, you it, did. It was good, man. Was Congratulations good. on the show, by the way. Thank you. Did a great, great job. Thank, thank you, man. Did a great you job. did a great job as well, man. Thank you for holding it. me down. Yeah, shout out to everybody that came out to uh, Big Night Live on Friday. Opened up for Buster. It was super dope. And uh, yeah, it was just dope. Yeah. Real dope night. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. The shit looked crazy on the screens, by the way. Just the yeah. whole thing was yeah. dope, man. Uh, Merriman, man. Uh, I gotta, I gotta ask you to introduce this guy here because I'm, I'm learning about him. I'm learning about him too, man, and that's why, and, that's why I reached out to him. <laughs> and he, he seems like the perfect guy for this show right now. So, yeah. uh, I mean, this is, this is uh, the legendary John Scott here, What's man, up? engineer, owner of Appreciate Phoenix Down it. Studios, man. Air horn, yeah, you doing? pretty good, pretty good. How you, How you doing, fam? I'm doing great. Um, we had Trippy Red in the studio this week. That was cool. Yeah. We get Blockboy went viral this week doing a backflip. Nice. Like right next to our <laughs> ping pong table. I'm glad you didn't die. So <laughs> well, thank you for taking some time out your schedule to be with us, man. Absolutely. I'm and excited just, to hear some beats. Yeah, yeah, and just coming in here blind, man. It's always an adventure whenever we're on the show. And um, yeah, I think it's... I, I tend to do that, man. I tend to not like always lay lay everything completely out before guests come here man yeah it's good i, yeah, I, it's I like good. it i like it to just be fun and you know we, we're, <laughs> we're raw on this platform so we get to say whatever the hell we want to say and Yo. we definitely uh got all types of ears on deck so all the producers that are part of the community you already know you're definitely going to get a wide range of feedback today uh so just thank you for that man absolutely we're gonna make this shit happen um so question are you from Boston? No, I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. What made you come out to Boston? Berkeley. Oh. Yep. It's the only school I applied to when I, you know, got in, moved there, been there, been here for 11 years now. Yeah. Oh, okay. yep, this is going to be my last year here. And then, and then you're moving where? Uh, L.A. in September. Uh, okay. So yeah. you're uprooting the whole studio. Whole operation. Are you going to keep, uh, or are you gonna so keep it we're here? We're actually opening up a second spot. Uh, named TBD uh, at the end of the month. Okay. So we're, I'm going to have two spots out here. We've, I've trained up so many engineers and have so many roots here. Uh, I'm going to be trying to come back every month and stuff. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's dope, man. Yeah. So you just expand in. It's not Yeah, definitely. Okay. Just trying to you know go coast to coast. That's not official. Not switching. That's official. So you're officially busy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So wait, you already knew what you wanted. So you came out strictly for Berkeley. You was like, you know what? This is the only school I'm signing up for. Yeah, no. If it if if it wasn't Berkeley, I was gonna stay in state. Uh, and then 
I got an opportunity to be an intern at a studio when I was still at Berkeley in a band. And so I took that. And after that was over, uh, when my old boss was quitting, he offered, you know, to hook me up with the landlord at his uh, place. And so then I took over what used to be the spot that I interned at. And so I, I did that when I was 22. What? Yep. Yeah. So I've had the studio for eight years now. Was your anxiety like through oh the roof? Oh my God, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> That's 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 like a big load Bad. just to like yeah. to lay yeah. on somebody. Yeah. Oh my god! I but, definitely I definitely don't recommend it to anybody because yeah. it barely worked and it really paid it's off a, now. But like it was within like two months of just being a total bust. Yeah, like I broke even. Uh, like I lost the funding that I you know got that helped me pay rent the first eighteen months. The nineteenth month I only lost five hundred dollars, and then the twentieth month I didn't lose any money, and the twenty-first month. I made five hundred. Then you bucks. started making them some money. Okay, jeez. Yep. I mean, that, yeah. you got to really tug it out like, sometimes. Pretty consistent, yeah, definitely. But like seeing seeing all the stuff that you know, like they say, like the iceberg, the shit below the yep. surface before it gets to like above is crazy. Yeah, yeah. To to go through it, like yeah. in the moment of it, that yeah, that shit's scary. But you got to keep going. You got to persevere. Yeah. And at that point too, you probably didn't have a fucking choice, right? Uh, definitely was locked, <laughs> definitely was locked in. So. So that's that's the key. That's the lesson is you do have to make yourself uncomfortable, man. Yeah, to but get yeah, to, to be honest, Something one of the reasons them. that it worked out for me is because I didn't want to move all my shit. Like I had so I'd already moved all of my stuff that I had at my studio, you know, like the studio I'd set up in my apartment to this new space. I purchased a bunch of shit. I was, you know, going to have to find a place to put it all like when the options <laughs> came down to it. I'd yeah. rather like, you know, risk it and delay the terribleness that was going to be like quitting and moving all that shit out and that that ended up helping you know like yeah. just like making it you know do or die yeah damn so, yeah. to the shits a lot of a lot of lessons just happened in about Th- let's less make than this five happen <laughs> i'm happy about it i'm happy about it um so we already briefed you on the show on what's about to go down uh producer community i hope you guys are ready you guys are ready against some beats right yeah just about ready man and, and shout out to you man that the gritty pop colors man gritty oh yeah pop i forgot project. Man, i'm focused right and now. also everybody man we got it we got to clap it up for my brother loops his, his birthday was yesterday so Ooh. clap it up for my brother loops man i'm officially another, old bro another rotation around the sun man the, the just turned 25 and shit <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm getting to 25 <laughs> i'm getting to 25 i'm getting to 27 oh, i'm just man. like really i'm gonna work with it they still checking my id so we are celebrating today at wonder bar man and anybody that's around will be at wonder bar 6 to 10 p.m this evening celebrating his birthday also the the release of gritty pop colors yes his first debut beat project yes it's gonna be crazy it should be a good time it should be fun i'm very excited about it um but enough about me yeah it's time for these beats let's get to it and no further ado All right, y'all. So what we do each and every Sunday here at the B-Club Podcast, we have a place called thebeatclubpodcast.com where producers can go and upload as many fire beats as possible. That's right, as many fire beats as possible. We take some of these beats and place them in the folder for the very first time ever on our show. We give our feedback along with our B-Club Podcast community and decide if we're going to keep or cut the beats. And you can join the discussion right now by watching us on Facebook Live. Let us know how you feel and make sure you let those hearts and angry emojis fly. And big shout out for Beatmakers Boutique for helping us reward dope beats from dope producers as we search for our beat of the month. 
get nominated, and you could win a free sound pack from Beatmakers Boutique. So make sure you follow them on IG and show them love. And for this segment, we also want to thank IK Multimedia for providing us with the iLoud micro monitors, the official reference monitors of the Beat Club podcast. So, damn, that was a lot, but I'm still on it. All right, cool. Uh, so we already know about the beat of the the beat of the week. If we hear something, but that there was one thing I didn't tell you. If there's a beat that you're like, eh, it's like a pity keep. You don't really want to cut it, but it's eh, not really keep. You could throw a safe keep it out there, but you only ha- you only got one. Okay, all right. That's it. Just it. But besides that, everything else. And what's that called again? Uh, safe keep. Safe keep. Yeah, just a little safe keep. Um, so let's see. The first person we got it right now. Uh, you know my memory's bad, so I'm not sure if this is a newbie or not. But this person's name is DG. Those are my initials, so I rock with it already. Uh, is it DG the third or the third I? And they sent the join in called Facts of Life. Wasn't that a show? Was that a theme yeah, song? That was a Facts show? of Life, yeah. I was a young and I don't know. Yeah, man. So let's take a listen right now to the B Club Podcast. Keep it a cut it. Let's get it. Let's go. I yeah. so you know how we do it. No tracks on the show. Cut it. Yeah. Next. Yeah. All right. So we got one from our guy Manny Beat Shy with a joint called Blue Yoshi. You know who Yoshi is obviously, right? Yoshi. I don't know. What's that character from a video game? Yeah, Mario. Just make oh, it short. Mario? Yeah, okay, okay, Mario. Okay, yeah, cool. just make it short. Yeah. That's uh, how much I don't play video games. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. But we're gonna check it out right now. The B Club Podcast. Keep it a cut. It. Let's get it. Let's go. about it we got people online telling us it's a keepy keep man they're keeping it yeah, yeah love it i'm keeping it and no it one sounds, here is cutting sounds it sounds like a unanimous it sounds like unanimous yeah keep it any feedback whatsoever i want it <laughs> that's fine yeah that's get, that's that's pretty straightforward right there <laughs> let's get another one in man uh is it jers beats hmm. uh, jrz beats 
Yeah, Jersey Beats, I think. I think they've both submitted before. Yeah, so Jersey Beats, uh, and it's a song called The Bag from Boston, Massachusetts. So you better represent, man. We're going to take a listen right now to Beat Club Podcast. Keep it, cut it. Let's get it. Let's go. about it john scott i'm going to you first i mean i liked it it's part of the new wave yeah you know like those melodies that are kind of like happy ambiguous and the bass was kicking mm-hmm. so it's a keep for you i think so <laughs> <laughs> we gotta know is it is it a, is it definitely a keep or definitely a... i'm gonna go with definitely keep all right mark Marin, what's the why yeah um yeah, I'm probably gonna cut it. I, I, but I, it definitely is cool, though. I can hear it. I hear a I vibe. Can, I can hear the record and shit like that. Like I definitely can hear the vibe to it. But I don't know. It, it felt like it was like it needed something else. Like, and I don't even know what that something is right now. It's probably an artist. Yeah, probably. Uh, probably. I could hear. I could definitely hear like the melodies the artists would put over it. But I don't know, man. It, it's just something. Something was missing for me. Yeah. Like some a little bit of soul to it caught the vibe though yeah. me i caught the vibe i don't know if it's my spirits or just the the, the beat all together but it was a decent little vibe yeah. i'm not sure what artists would be on it as well but i can hear just about anybody that's out right now definitely a melodic yeah type artist a roddy rich type yeah he would kill it he would kill it something, something like that i mean beside people online oh they saying oh someone said cut it uh the people saying i like this beat they kind of undecided but we overrule on this end so it's two keeps in one cut yeah marinana you already know keep it so uh john man question i know you've worked with a lot of people i I heard you've worked with a lot of people who who are some people that you've worked with that we we should know or off the top of your head because i'm pretty sure you Um, into a lot of a lot of folks so i'm just gonna go in order of when how it happens let's go if you're old enough crazy bone uh from bone thugs and harmony yep he was the first you know really really big artist that i worked with uh then it was young jeezy for a long time and then i worked with trey songs and then i've snoops been to the studio a couple times now Mm -hmm. and then i worked with the little baby a lot this summer so how did that all kind of like happen did it all kind of like did they come to your studio and that's how those relationships were built or was it usually um so the trey songs was through jeezy at his studio Mm -hmm. because they're like best friends um and the other stuff was 
you know, people coming through, seeing what I could do at the studio, and then, you know, bringing me along somewhere else. So, like, a little baby's artist, uh, 42 Doug, mm -hmm. was at a club and then uh, got recommended to the studio, came through, and I was recording his shit, and uh, they were going crazy over it, and they were like, oh, once baby hears it, he's going to pick you up. Uh, and then he, like, you know, randomly did show up. I didn't even think he was coming. Uh, then we did a we did a couple tracks. I think the second day we did that, um, the track Baby, the one that uh, went platinum. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I went out to Miami and Atlanta. And I, I didn't go to LA with Lil Baby, but uh, LA, New York, Miami, and Atlanta are the places that I've like gone to record. Dope, dope. Yeah. What, uh, what do you think contributed to your success so far? Was it... Uh, I don't want to call it luck. Was it just being ready? Was it just being driven? Like I'm super fast. Like on Pro Tools, like I don't think most people have seen someone work the way that I do. Like it's something to see a little bit different than if you've been in a studio a hundred times with other engineers. Mm -hmm. You got to get like, your shortcuts down and everything. Yeah. Like and I'm I try to go as fast as like humanly possible. Like even with like tracking, um, when an artist is like in the booth i try to make it so like there's zero like delay between when they ask for something and when it's already happening like, trying to just be predictive and you know just on your toes at all times and it just especially for artists who are like coming up with it in the booth yep it just helps a lot like that to, to not have that latency if you will yep. between when you ask for something and when you're like oh come on like i, I just got the line i got the line like you gotta hustle and then uh, getting shit to sound good, doing being able to do like crazy effects. Some artists love that. Um, so that's got me a lot of clients over the years in general. Uh, but certain artists like Lil Baby and Young Jeezy both are not big like effects guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you got to be good at every, you got to have like a good solid foundation too. And what's going on? Are most of these guys now just like kind of like doing it line by line more than ever now? That the people that you're Definitely. working with, like they're just really? step recording yeah. their verses, uh, come up with a few lines, and then sometimes stop. sometimes people will come up with a few lines. A lot of times, it's especially if they're even younger, they'll just like start out in the booth. Um, maybe once they, depending on how organized they are, what mood they're in, they'll like write down the lines as they say them so that they can like mm -hmm. see it and don't have to hear it back every time but i would say it's like maybe 50 percent are doing it without a phone at all like just punch me in like i got it i got it mm -hmm. um jeezy would maybe write like two to four lines before he would jump in the booth to get like an idea and he would like i don't even know what the lines were if they were like all four different starting lines or four random lines he wanted to use. He would just <laughs> mm -hmm. come up with like something and a tiny bit of it and then would jump in the booth. But he, I know he would update his, you know, as, uh, as he did it a little bit, mm -hmm. but they definitely weren't like, weren't organized. Like the guys who come into my studio who just have like a song and I can just like read it off their phone and you yeah. know everything's labeled they even have like ad libs like written in like everyone's got a different yeah, everybody's way everybody's process it. is different yeah yeah, yeah. Did, did you ever feel um or did you ever develop the comfort at an early stage when it came to telling an artist uh how to actually do something better or 
put I that did, sauce on it like i did because i i got some vocal coaching like and i'm not a good singer but like i've just heard and know what to tell someone to do to like get a few things to happen yeah and so i was more comfortable doing that and then uh knowing an artist and just like being in their good graces because you're doing all the other shit right they just like kind of get they build a little bit of trust Mm -hmm. and so if i hear something i'm like i think you can do it better or like i've like the last line was better you know i'm not afraid to like throw out a line even if i have something if someone's like you know what i mean definitely (laughs) and like i can definitely fix any bar like if someone's bar has too many lines you know too many syllables or one not enough syllable i can always do like a rewrite that's gonna work Mm -hmm. um so yeah just being as helpful in the studio to getting the song to be where it needs to be in any way you know what i mean whether it's like being prepared before and having a bunch of beats selected because there's like they get emails and emails worth of beats yeah so like if if they get like 200 beats it does them a big favor to go through all 200 and take out the trash ones just like we're doing here Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. like i'm used to this process oh dope dope but so uh i guess even to the second part to my question is i can only imagine if i'm in a studio and it's my first time and recording with jeezy that I'm not sure what I could tell him or what I could say to him. Oh, so first time, nothing. No, nothing at all. Yeah. It's just him telling you what they if need someone's to put a, the sauce If on someone's it. like a, you know, a legend or someone's popping right now, if it's one of those people that you don't, you know, have a relationship with, you yeah, just you don't do, have you, any rapport you just yet. Do, you mm-hmm. just do your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and usually at the, and usually they play it close to the chest until the very end of the session and then they let you know that they really fucked with you. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just had, um, Sosa Geek mm-hmm. in the studio, that uh, kid from New York, wild energy, like some of the craziest energy I've ever had in the studio. He was uh, there for uh, with Millie's, and uh, he he's like, you know, he just sounded angry when he was like asking to be punched in. But I know it, he's not. It's just a thing rappers do. That come on, come on, oh, come okay. on. <laughs> like it doesn't matter if I'm already recording. Like he'll say, come on, like, yeah, and then yeah. he'll be like, okay, <laughs> um, but. At the end of like like you know like the hour or whatever, he would do this weird thing where he would get all four lines right, like four full bars, and then still be like, okay, let me get it again, until he would get like eight bars in mm-hmm. one performance, mm-hmm. totally right, like memorized, but he, and he wasn't using a phone, so that was a totally different process for me. But yeah, so once we got done with it, he like like was like behind me like rubbing my shoulders and he was like i fuck with you bro and i was like i was like i'm really glad (laughs) this is good shit but now let's i want to go back to the beginning though so you came you came here from phoenix arizona to go to berkeley so you went to berkeley for audio production is that what you went for or uh yeah i was guitar principal because you got to go with an instrument instrument. and then my major was uh engineering and production and film scoring and okay. i didn't finish the film scoring i'd like one more class to take but i didn't need to take it so i like i dropped out to start the studio yeah. and then went back one summer and took like a guitar lesson some bullshit uh to get just my, to get your degree it, it wasn't even a degree it was a diploma oh okay like, berkeley's like one of the only colleges that offers a diploma program where you don't have to take all the gen ed classes yeah yeah, yeah. so i don't even have a bachelor's degree oh okay yeah a lot of the a lot of the most successful homies I got from Berkeley dropped out, man. I wouldn't what? have gone back. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have gone back if I wasn't pressured. Yeah, like all my homies that are like doing it big from Berkeley, 
they dropped out. Like yeah. they probably did, and some dropped out. Like you said, like the last year or like I, had, the, I literally the third had year. one. I had one <laughs> private guitar lesson to take, and I was like not gonna take it. Yeah. But my like my wife and my mom and my grandma were all yeah. like totally like yeah. you need to absolutely do it. You're gonna regret it. And I was like, I absolutely won't, but I'll <laughs> do it. But what's 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 like, like? No one's ever asked to see it. No yeah, one's ever. Like, yeah, you don't, you don't need no a fucking diploma, a man. Nobody if you gives... went to Harvard, MIT, and Berkeley. <laughs> They're like, for music. Yo. They're like, yeah, I just want this mix it. right. That's yeah, it, bro. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what? But what's like your background in music, though? Like, what's your musical taste? Like, what were you into? Like, coming up? I mean, I was playing guitar, so I was into like guitar music in general. Just like becoming a master at that. So it's like really weird guitar shit with no vocals and then like metal general rock shit you know pop stuff once i started mixing mm-hmm. you know then i really had an appreciation for just like songs and stuff like that mm-hmm. so like i would say that's where my tastes go towards more now just like anything that's really catchy and pretty popular mm-hmm. generally has a good mix and written really really well like i, I love really good writers it's like people are really talented there's so much good music out definitely right yeah, now and definitely. like across genres you know from like all the electronic stuff to the heavy rock stuff to the blends that are hip-hop and every other genre yeah. and then to the straight just rap stuff that's happening right now you know yeah. there's a lot of good music a lot of good songs but right now like a majority of your work is like hip-hop rap ton of it yeah, um, yeah. my biggest project ever is a psychedelic rock band crumb uh, but uh, they, you know, have done their all three of their projects with me, but they're like spread out like two years apart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it'll be like two months or like a month that we really lock in and mm-hmm. get like mixes or recordings um, done. But then clients who are just like, you know, doing stuff every day are singers and songwriters and rappers and any other type of artists. Yeah. Yeah. Dope, man. So. We talked about good music. Hopefully, we get to hear some good music coming yeah. up, man. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, something happened with the track title, but we got this other one from Trippy Pizza, who actually told us he sent in some fire. So, hopefully, this is fire. Uh, we're going to take a listen to it right now on the B-Club Podcast. Keep it a cut it. Let's get it. Let's go.
lot of people online are saying keep, keep, keep. Fellas, Motivate Marin, how you feeling about this beat? Yeah, I fuck with it. I like, in the I, bag. Yeah, I like the energy of it, man. Yeah. I like the movement, like the drums. Yeah, it was a high energy track, but it had like, you know, th- like those dark sounds to it, too. It. That's yeah. my yeah, I fuck with it. This is Keep It, it has a bounce to it. Uh, so, yeah, John, what you thinking? Yeah, I loved it. Rihanna could go on it. Mm-hmm. Bang. I can't wait for her new project, too. Yeah. Whatever, <laughs> whatever she's cooking up. Fan. Yeah, I'm looking forward I'm to Always. Yeah, yeah, I need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys try to sing that song? Nah. Never well, I guess, yeah, like I guess privately when it's on. No, I sing that song like multiple times a week. <laughs> ah, yeah. Like, just sing it privately, man. But it sounds like it's going to be a good looks trippy. I mean, what? I had a. I tried to sing that song. The other song she had with, um, was it Future? That love. Uh, uh, uh. Is that Future? Love. I'm not, I'm not the, singing enough. The doo wop one? Is like it? the one that sounds like it's a 60s song? Like. Do you want to sing it for me? <laughs> <laughs> No. It's a love. I'm not singing that today, but yeah, just know they did a song together. I couldn't hit that note. But uh, they sing Riri. Good shit. All right, who we got next, man? Um, Who's this? This from the Bahamas? It's the first yeah, time we've seen this name? Is it, is it a newbie? It's a. Uh, yeah. I've never, never seen that name before. Death Dance. Um, all right, cool. From the Bahamas, so Dimitri, I'm sorry, it's a it's a wave, but we can make it work. Yeah. All right, we good. We're gonna take a listen right now to B Club Podcast. Keep it, cut it. Let's get it. Let's go. talk about it the same it sounds like some old david banner <laughs> I, can, I, I can i can agree with that especially like the like the, the bell sound yeah. yeah fellas are we cutting this beat anybody here cutting this beat i'm cutting it yeah I think why so cutting <laughs> i'm cutting it for me i'm sure someone could do a hard track over it though yeah. especially yeah. if like i feel like if someone what's it called uh like the grime shit mm-hmm. like that someone could like really flow over and do something like but it's going to be up to the vocals for me yeah what what about the track didn't do it for you like what can they work on is there anything that just stuck out that they need to it's work nothing on? really that that's wrong with the track it's just it just wasn't not for one, you it's just not one that i would pick so i would cut it if it were up to me but if i were working for a very specific type of artist i would keep it for that mm-hmm. 
People are saying I ain't feeling the mix though. Other people are saying slice it. So people online are not rocking with it as well. So. Yeah, definitely how it sounded. Definitely there was something wrong there for sure. Like it definitely sounded like super mid range. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I was excited when the drums came in because that caught me off guard. I wasn't. I was prepared for the drums to to hit that particular way. You know, um, especially hearing how the melody started, I was actually not interested. But yeah, I'm still gonna cut it as well. So it sounds like it's gonna be unanimous. Let's see if we get one more in. Uh, who's this? Oh. Alright, so we got a beat called... This is a, a call beat? What does that say? This is a call beat chasing? This is a beat called chasing. A beat this called is, chasing. Okay, thank you. Jeez. Uh, that's what they were trying to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I read text this way. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> is this from a... Big Moo, uh, 42, beat maker. So I'm going to take a listen to right now the Beat Club podcast. Keep it or cut it. Let's get it. Let's go. Let's talk about it. People are saying tape vibes, uh, but cut for me. That melody lost me. The second melody lost me. I completely agree. I like the first melody a lot better than the second part of the melody. Um, I did like how dusty it was, uh, the boom bapish a little bit. So it was it was cool, but the the second part threw me off. So I have to cut it based off of that. My fellas, man, are we? Uh, you guys cutting this beat? Yeah, cutting it. Yeah, I'm cutting it as well. Yeah, yeah. It just needed. Yeah, it just yeah, start from scratch. The drums were cool. Mm-hmm. Something oh. was a little brittle for me. Yeah, it was just like too thin. The melody part of it, but yeah, the form—the form was the bigger part. The part where you know, there's just—it felt like they just took two samples and kept the drums. Yeah, mm-hmm. it felt like a little lazy. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. definitely lazy, and it needs some low end too, like it just a, a bass line or something to tie it all together. Uh, we got Jay online. Said it reminds me of the infamous Mob Deep. Yeah, like a. Like a, <laughs> I know who the beat's for. Yeah. You know, yeah. I could hear someone still going over it. Yeah, well, a bit airy though. Yeah, it sounds like it's gonna get cut today though. Keep sending them in though, but that one sounds like it's gonna get cut. Got like all silent and shit in the room. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, ah, does anybody else? Can, I don't. I don't like to end on a cut. Yeah. Can we get this last one in? Um, 
the uh, don't know the name of the track, but track, but it's by J. Florio. Flo, Flo, you supposed to roll the R in a name like that? <laughs> J. Florio or Flo, Florio? Yeah. yeah, there you go. We're gonna take a listen right now to Beacon Podcast. Keep it cut. It. Let's get it. Let's go. This has Justice League vibes to a point. Bass is dope. That uh, that drop was hard as fuck. Get Ross, Wale, and Meek. Oh, get Ross, Wale, and Meek need this. MMG recipient. Sort of, kind of. Yeah. Sort of, kind of has those feels. I Tell definitely got the Justice it. League vibe. Yeah, sort of, yeah. sort of. The drums would have been a little bit more... More crispy. So, so <laughs> the Justice League usually re you know we've worked with the Justice League before with Jeezy they and they replay everything and so this is definitely a sample but yeah. then that bridge part sounded like it was replayed yeah like they played it and yeah. so like I don't know if, if it but the bridge part of it threw it off for me yeah but other than that yeah. I thought that was, you know I could do Jay Z on it yeah know to work yeah. I, for some reason I felt like I wish it was bumped up just a little bit faster like two or three bpms i felt like a little slow at times but just me besides that i thought it was cool and i liked how the track just kind of began there was no long ass progression or anything it was just like to the Got point right to it you know what i mean so yeah. i'm gonna keep it based off yeah that i'm gonna keep well. i'm gonna keep it overall too but I, I i agree with john like just when it went into that bridge part it lost it for me it didn't yeah. necessarily and the distorted guitar thing was clashing to me too like i felt like that took away from the beat as well and it's hard but it to didn't need to be it. yeah it mm-hmm. didn't need to be there like that one that just did not to be need to be in the beat at all in yeah, my if opinion st- if it stemmed out it'd be cool to like have something like that at the end of a line yeah like you know mm. like jumping just out, jump red yeah, you know what i mean as a little that's surprise like, it's yeah. tough to like just put those on a track and be like make your track around this <laughs> eight second you know yeah. part but, but we're all keeping it? Yeah, we'll keep it. Still yeah, definitely still keep it. All right. Sounds like a... Keep it. Because the melody keep was fire. So, John, I have a question. What's your biggest achievement thus far? Um, I got to say the crumb, the crumb project that I've done. Uh, they... I'd recorded them for the four years before that since they were freshmen at Tufts in various bands. Mm-hmm. And none of them took off, like you know 
every band hopes they do and then they were doing this last project the summer after they all graduated and they were never going to do any shows for it they're never going to promote it they were just doing it songs that they loved and there was less stress on it they didn't have as much money so they like <laughs> paid me like a flat fee and so like i did most of the mixing on the first album myself and just got like little notes from them and the bass player's girlfriend's younger brother who went to my high school in Arizona. Crazy wow, enough. that's crazy. <laughs> it's a small world, bro. Yeah, and uh, his girlfriend went to the same school as my wife in Arizona. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> and he posted it, so the, the girlfriend's younger brother posted it on Reddit, like 15-year-old kid, and it got 800 upvotes in one night, 20,000 plays on SoundCloud, and then it got added to a Spotify playlist and got 40,000 plays over the weekend. And then that was the start. Like, that was the beginning of what now and now they're playing coachella this year oh that's sick. dope yeah that's sick. dope yeah like they're I, i'm pretty sure they're the one song locket that we did in like 2017 eventually is going to go gold which is crazy yeah, for a for rock for a, rock group that's yeah. not even they, yeah. they get label offers all the time but they're still independent yeah like, that's fire it's really 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 cool like and i got to see them perform live and there was sold out show and like i got to see them backstage and shit and like and yeah like i was there from the beginning uh, yeah. it was just it was <laughs> it was just cool like and yeah. we still just like talk and they like you know if they have like audio questions and you know shit and they like will play on like i got the bass player to play on the uh j cole and uh kendrick lamar track that uh jeezy did on the pressure album yeah mm-hmm. that was really cool we had problems getting the credits done right but um it's it's up there somewhere but that's uh yeah that's a big that's a big one too the kendrick lamar j cole thing is definitely like if i'm gonna show somebody uh, if i'm gonna show somebody like a track that that's definitely like one of them that i just like you know especially like years years from now will be like yeah i got notes from j cole about you know my delays and like Mm. you know like (laughs) certain of he's 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 like keep he's like he's like there's like eight effects he's like keep like four of them and i was like ah yeah but at the same time he was like keep four of them yeah so with that i was like fuck yeah Yeah. so i was like i didn't like you know like i went for it so i because he doesn't usually do like very 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 few now he does now he does like auto-tune and shit yeah sometimes like it's crazy after the kod on the kod album it's it's crazy what would have gotten you like fired as an engineer you know will like be the thing you know that gets you going somewhere with an artist and doing something new just a couple years later just because of like you know trends yep trying uh, something new yeah that's dope i man. like j cole with autotune he's great without autotune without autotune he's great with both i love j cole i think that's absolutely phenomenal where you are now and from i've watched an interview uh previously uh with it sounds like you did everything you wore many hats um can you tell people all the hats that you wore, uh, especially like owning your own studio? Yeah, studio an man, engineer, like a builder. You builder? know, having to build out the studio in the beginning. We didn't hire a bunch of people. It was just me and two other engineers who were going to be splitting, you know, uh, the rent. And then when the other two couldn't get business, like I couldn't get, I was the only one stuck on the lease. So, uh, but in the first three months of everything, it was just tearing down walls and putting itchy insulation in and then putting you know 
uh, the sound like panels that stop all the if you do it just right there's like a way where you can float you know dr sheets of drywall and the middle sheet actually vibrates and takes up all of the absorption even more than if you were just to put like three mm. layers of them stacked mm. next to each other because then the sound will just like go through it like it's crazy how just like a little bit of knowledge which one of the engineers had went a long way um so that was like the first hat promoter which is the one i was the worst at mm. i met some people who love the studio and you know really helped me build the the tree that you know made it is made it into what it is today uh engineer producer songwriter for some people and you know mentor trainer for you know all like i've taught pro Damn. tools to what's that's definitely one of my other like proudest accomplishments is like my uh my number two my assistant josh schubach uh is phenomenal and started using pro tools two years ago like i was the first person he ever recorded in pro tools um and now he's worked with like a lot of the biggest artists in boston um and he's you know helped me with jeezy and little baby mixes and he's he's got a great ear fucking is in love with kanye mm. um keeps me informed on you know the new music and yeah, yeah it keeps me hip yeah that's dope man and just to get into that just a little bit before we take a break is is how how was that adjustment to like to being a business owner like were you involved in any Rough. kind of business before mm -hmm. the, the studio like did you have any type i of sold cutco okay <laughs> so <laughs> yeah okay so like i knew how to do the self-employment thing like yeah. i knew how to you know put myself out there and not have like a boss per se yeah but uh i didn't like kill it kill it at cutco but i did well enough that you know i knew i would i'd be able to do this like i taught guitar lessons before that mm -hmm. i don't know if i ever had a regular job mm -hmm. yeah i think that those were the that that was it Kako and didn't have a studio yeah. and uh, yeah i was doing guitar lessons and i had a studio at my in my basement and then uh sold cutco for a while and then had a studio in my apartment and yeah then started the studio must have had that weed too yeah. <laughs> i'm just fucking with you <laughs> <laughs> oh let's go oh we gotta go to the break yeah right? take a quick break all right Joe. so we're gonna be back in about five minutes after the break all right what up what up what up everybody we are back from the break b club podcast where producers are heard uh motivate marin uh do it all loops aka d loops here john scott's in the building as well artificial av is out of the office for today um and we're going through some beats we've heard some fire today we've heard some so so we beats haven't heard any beat of the week nominations. we haven't and i'm 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 waiting for you to hear one like that's the one i did uh you did say that he liked the the manny beat shy one which was early in the show but we don't like to keep we don't like to nominate those too quick because you might come across some fire like mm -hmm. second part of the show but we'll see so uh we got this next beat my guy my guy he's actually uh doing a set tonight at the gritty pop colors listening party yak marvelous is up next i'm not sure what the beat is called but he did send in the beat it's number eight on the beat club podcast so we're going to take a listen to it right now what producer heard let's get it let's go well, look everything's precise i watch his hand come up watch him come down slowly come down boom oh, wow. Wow. 
All right, Beat Club, let's talk about it. We got flame emojis. Uh, fellas, anybody here cutting this beat? Nah, I love it. <laughs> it was a vibe, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool? A whole lot of energy, man. Like, no. I was, like, zoned the fuck out. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I was imagining the whole song. So, uh, no feedback on this whatsoever? Keep doing We're going to hear some of that shit tonight at Wonder Bar. Let's go. Yeah, man. Yak Marvelous, man. Super dope, man. Hey. I'm excited about that, too, to hear him do, like, a full, like, 15, 20-minute set. Yeah, he's excited, man. I'm, I'm excited for him. Crazy. Uh, I said, Jonathan is the GOAT. Met him doing work at Shot, Shotty? S-H-O-T-D-Y? I don't know what that is. Who? Who are you talking so, about? Uh, so John, oh, John is the goat. Met oh, him talking about John. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. They call him Jonathan. Um, yeah. So, so right, do you cool. have do you have like uh, in-house producers that you work with in the studio? Yeah. Who, who are they? You want to shout them out? Um, we got Kosh, who's at the studio. Mm-hmm. We got Skywalker, Luke Skywalker. I'm sure he goes by a different moniker now. He's going to hate that I mm-hmm. said that. No. Um, <laughs> uh, Leo mixed it. Firebeats. Leo. Yeah, you guys have you guys yeah. have Leo Leo's son? Yeah, yeah, Leo's son. Yeah, that's yeah. where he, he works out the studio. Yes, yeah, sir. Oh. he's our, he's one of our stew yeah. champions, man. He's one of our oh. stew stew B showcase champions. Yeah, man. hell yeah, because he's fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You no, know, you know he's like the on Splice. He's, he's been like, the number one on us uh, for like seven weeks now. That's crazy. I've been telling people like not only is he the top sample pack of the decade because it's the first year of the decade, but <laughs> I've been telling like my interns that. Uh, that they just made a new rule and he's just going to be the top sample pack forever. And, mm. it, and some people believed it. And it Dude. <laughs> nah, I, man. Yeah, man. That's, that's Stu alumni, man. Absolutely. He's, he's, Hell he's yeah. been rocking with us for years, man. So I'll just tell dope. him about this. He, yeah. he can make a beat out of anything, bro. Literally. Like, he can make a beat out of a no, car we crash. Just made, he, just, he just came to my house the other day and like was you know showing me how to fuck with Ableton. We made some beats. He's, he's insane. Like I yeah. made like four sounds on the mic and we made a beat out of it. Yeah. Uh, someone online did have a question. They said, what's the best quality sound equipment i can get nothing too big uh i would buy an apollo and the slate ml1 any particular reasons just because that's the only thing you need to get like sound. so the apollo is what oh the interface yeah the apollo is the interface yeah, yeah. like if if you want to doubt it like that's what post malone records through if mm-hmm. it's good enough for him it's good enough for you mm-hmm. and then the slate mic can sound like any of the ten thousand dollar mics on their list i've tracked them out with the real deal comparisons at studios in new york and la with the real ten thousand dollar mics and they didn't sound any better than my one thousand dollar slate mic so i have i have a bunch of slate mics i swear by them i travel on the road with them that's mm. yeah, the only thing. And, and the, Apollo, the, the Apollo interface they go for like we're like 700 or something yeah like or, that or less usually. you can get them you if, if you're like really savvy you can get them for like 500 if, yeah. if you get them at the right time but i probably I bought like five apollos the mm. past like six months yeah. just because it's like the thing we're using it's perfect it has a talk back yeah. you can have your monitor controller it's like dope takes away half of the gear 1500 to two racks that's, i mean yeah. you got investment. you got yeah that's decent yeah, you can get the slate decent. you can get the slate mic for 600 used they had it for 500 a uh, brand new uh during christmas so there's a bunch of people who have more than just selling the ones that they bought. Um, so 600, 600, yeah, you, you can get it definitely for 1500 oh. after the cables and like a, you know, $15 a month or probably maybe $50 a month worth of subscriptions. It's the only thing you're going to have to invest in. Yeah, that's not bad. That's the at good all. thing now. Yeah, the subscription based. Yeah, especially programs if, for sounds especially and if you're doing like a project yeah. or if you're really going to go hard at something for a while, like you could, you know, you don't have to. 
you don't have to spend all your money right away. You can have your money and, you know, do what you need to do and then stop spending it when you want to. Yeah, yeah. Dope, man. Um, all right, let's get into a couple more beats. Uh, we got one from Benny Blanco called VHS. <laughs> Damn, last time you watched a VHS tape. It's been a while, yeah. probably, but not that long though. Yeah. Like, probably like a couple years ago, because I have like such a collection of tapes, so I've kept a good amount. So we talking regular sh- tapes, like porn tapes, like porn. Like- nah, nah, come on, man. Porn is like <laughs> it's just it's like he's like Blu-ray only. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Blu-ray only for porn. You want the best quality for porn, but not nah, like you know, just like the classic. Like um, I like them for like the video fucking music videos. We used to record music uh, videos and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been over a decade for me, I think. Yeah, yeah I I thought uh I thought it was over when I um then I seen the the dual like the what was it the DVD player with the VHS. Have <laughs> yeah. you seen that before? Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, those were the rage. Those were the yeah. only thing they were selling in like two thousand. Like, yeah. like, can't make a decision. <laughs> and they had the converter yeah. built in, so yeah. you could play your uh DVD recorder on VHS or vice versa. What? Yeah, I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah. changed the game right there. Uh, all right, so we're going to take a listen to this beat right now on the Beat Club Podcast. Keep it a cut it. Let's get it. Let's go. Anybody here keeping this beat? No. Unanimous. Before I forget, I got to shout out Wanna Cry from the studio because he was a one producer I forgot. Oh, my bad. And I don't like this beat. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, was, this was crazy. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like two beats are playing at the same time. Yeah, right? exactly. I was confused. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. So unanimous. Oh, yeah. Yes. We got to go to the next one. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Who we got? We got He's a Giant from Lemonster, Massachusetts with a joint called Out the Box. I'm going to take a listen right now on the B-Club Podcast. Keep it, cut it. Let's get it. Let's go.
And I was listening, my daughter had me listening to Post Malone on the way, the the, the Sway the sway Lee Post mm-hmm. Malone joint. What's that? Um, Sunflower? She loved mm-hmm. that song. Yeah, me, my wife loved that. <laughs> yeah, she loves that shit. Yo, Post be tugging at my heartstrings all the time, man. <laughs> if you a single man listening to Post, man, he, he gets it. He gets it, man. Uh, anybody here cutting his beat? No. No? Uh, I, I, I put this as my safe. My uh, safe keep? Safe keep. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the guitar needs to be tuned. He's, if whoever's doing the beats, playing the guitar themselves, and they gotta tune tune one of the guitars a little bit more, mm-hmm. like you throw some auto tune or put it in Melodyne or mm-hmm. tune your guitar every take. Mm-hmm. Um, even tune for like the line that you're playing or the one chord that you're playing. Like, don't try to play like two chords in a row on your guitar. It needs to sound like perfect, perfect. Mm-hmm. And the way they do that in the studio is you have someone play the chord you tune the guitar to that one chord you play it and then you go to the next chord and you tune it to that chord and you get it perfect perfect hmm oh shit there you have it with me i felt like the uh the guitar after a while got a got a little repetitive and i was looking for something after a while and i felt like the 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 changes that did occur they happened a little later i I wish they would have happened a little bit earlier like especially when you were layering the guitar um playing like the two separate melodies i wish that happened a little bit earlier because it started to get a little boring to me but uh besides that it was cool so i understand the safe keep it uh i'm gonna cut it bro i'm just gonna cut it you cut it nah i'll keep it you're gonna keep it yeah, i mean overall it was cool it was all right yeah. so with the safe keep and we'll, we'll let it rock keep it you just made it you just made it and let me see oh yeah we're good so, John, <clears throat> yeah, doing everything that you've been doing as of lately, because uh, what, how old are you now? 30. 30. And we were talking about this off day. I don't know if you were in the room, Marin, just talking about how fear shouldn't be a factor, how you should just fall into fear, uh, and how it's been working out, obviously, for John here. Um, knowing what you know now, what would you tell you yourself when he just showed up in Berkeley? Like, what would you share? What information would you share with yourself to give you the advantage? I don't know. I'd probably not say anything, to be honest, just because mm. it worked out. I wouldn't want to jinx it. And yep. I've seen too many time travel movies. But <laughs> if I were to be giving someone else advice who's in the same situation, I would say find a mentor. Find someone who can do what you want to do because they will have all of the stuff that no amount of like online you know, questioning. Like if you're asking a basic question, you're going to get a hundred answers for it on the internet and some of them are going to be the opposite like Mm -hmm. having someone you can really talk with and like they can give you like more personal stories and like their perspective on stuff whether you agree with it or not yeah um can it can be more valuable to to me than just like the onslaught of you know different views you get when you try to get questions answered and you know in this type of field on the internet do you mentor people as well all the time like that's one of the biggest things that i've been focusing on this year like i'm trying not to travel like last year i was away for um or in 2018 i can't remember 2018 or 19 i was away for 200 days out of the out of the 365 jeez um 
and that definitely like took its toll on me but it was like a fucking blast at the same time mm. but i didn't have my studio set up in a way where i was like really making money i probably would have made more money that year if i had shut down the studio and just you know made the money i was making on the road but that would be a terrible idea because i'd already spent all this time building up the brand and you know all this other stuff but now that i was getting closer to like leaving i needed to you know really make it have longevity without me so i needed to get more people involved having josh you know come along mm -hmm. he was just like another person who sent me an internship application did the interview he was okay didn't really like him the first couple of weeks just like we just didn't click like i no. didn't, didn't really know him at all then i really got to know him and saw how like focused he was and then now we're like really really close friends and you know he's he shows me sh shit now that i you know wouldn't have stumbled across there's like a different level of you know respect i have for you know even the possibilities of what anybody could do mm. you know so i just try to keep an open mind and a lot of people fall off yeah so you have to cast like a pretty open net to to get even a few of the people who are like really talented and willing and have the drive so many things have to be right and it's unfortunate that it's not just something that if someone wants it they can do it but like a lot of things have to align personally even financially and location wise for some people for them to have like an opportunity so like my advice to anybody is just find somebody you know did you find someone earlier you just yeah i stumble across them but yeah i i was in a band at, uh i was in in a northeastern band while i was at berkeley mm -hmm. we won a battle of the bands contest in worcester and then we got uh, 30 hours of studio time at, at the studio where i'm at now but before when it was uh, owned by the other guy david mm -hmm. when it was called time bomb studios and then uh we were running out of time he normally does like one song in three days and we were trying to do like three songs in three days or something yeah. and so the second day the second night came and he was like we're not gonna have enough time tomorrow to record guitars and vocals and i was like i can record all the guitars at home and bring them back and he's like he's like that's cool but like we would also need to like i need to like put in the midi for the bass i was like i can do that too uh so i like went home recorded all my guitar parts uh took all the bass put it into midi uh so that he could you know play a sub synthesizer bass underneath the live bass so mm -hmm. that you could get like the subs and shit all producer tricks that I'd never heard of, too, by the way. Um, and then, yeah, so I basically showed him that I could do a bunch of shit, and he invited me to, you know, come back and sit in on his sessions. His old intern saw that I was going to kind of beat him out and jump ship and went back home. And then, yeah, I, was, I lived with him for a year. We, the whole, everybody who was at the studio lived at the same place. It was pretty dramatic. Mm. But, um... I learned a lot that year. Definitely learned a lot about what I didn't want to, you know, <laughs> how I didn't want to run a studio. Like yeah. I, knew, I knew I didn't want to do stuff by the song. I wanted to do stuff by the hour because by the song, artists can just be like, ask for changes, you know, ad infinitum. They can just literally be like, I want, add a different crazy effect. No, try a different crazy effect. No, go back to how it originally was. No, go to the third one. Like it's, it can drive engineers and stuff crazy and then make him bitter and jaded and so i was trying to find a way around that question did you um i mean i i, I believe so but you can let me know 
Did you get to a point where you increased your prices and it kind of changed? I mean, I always had to increase my prices because I started prices so low. I I was originally doing, like when I had the promotion, like when I first started the studio, it was half off for 12 hours and it was 300. So it was half off was 150. For 12 hours? For 12 hours. What the fuck? Yeah. Damn. And not, and, I'm like, and, give me 24 hours. And so, yeah, and, right so, now. and so few people <laughs> took advantage of it. Huh? So few people did. Why is that? Did they not take I, you seriously? Nobody, no, just nobody knew. They like, didn't know who you were. Yeah, you have to build okay. word of mouth. And like, until you have a reputation, like they go to their guy. They go to the person who, you know, they listen to their friend's song who sounds the best and ask them where they went. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what determines it. You know, it's not anything against... And I and I sucked at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know. I wasn't good. Like, I, although the very first stuff I recorded at the studio did sound pretty good, but the hip hop stuff that I did at the studio um, for the first couple of years definitely was not at the same level that it was. You after probably that. didn't have your ear yet. Definitely not. Definitely not all yet. exactly not all the stuff that I needed to hear yet. Like I had what I'd learned from all the music I'd ever heard, but I didn't start listening to hip hop. I'd heard like Kendrick Lamar's. Um, album in 2008 or whatever uh good kid mad city mm-hmm. uh might have come out earlier but that's when i heard it mm-hmm. and that was pretty much it before the studio and then tons of hip-hop like yeah. summer just had a bunch of like hip-hop people around and they loved the studio and they really helped me you know spread the word and got me a lot of the business and I was doing a better job than a lot of the people that, you know, they were going to before that. Mm-hmm. And then I just had like a series of breakthroughs, you know, all a lot of them based on my clients. Like, especially in the beginning when I was charging lower prices, people weren't patient. People were like just not as nice. Like it's weird to say it, but like if you're giving them a deal, they still want even more sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so they take you for granted. But when they're paying more, sometimes they're even more respectful of even their time. Um, but that push to like have songs done by the end of a session, even when someone's only paying for like an hour was like one of the big ones that like just made me really fast and gave me an edge that I didn't know would be such a big factor in like my success down the road. Mm. So like it was pushy clients and all those like, you know, rough seas make for a good sailor, like that quote, mm-hmm. you know, it's all that, uh, and I know Marin had asked about your in-house producers. Do you, how do you, do you scout for in-house producers or do oh, they just? So sometimes I always keep an ear out for like if someone, if I know that someone in the room made a beat, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then if like I'll ask it here, other beats and if there's like something that works, but like uh, Max was like one of the first ones where he was working with an artist, Pricey and uh, Pricey wasn't even at that session and they were coming from out of state and i was like okay so that shows a level of dedication on its own like these producers are coming in um to get their artist track mix like they're trying to promote like they're trying to do shit how i feel is like you know the right way working with an artist as a producer and trying to build um and they were paying for studio time and i wasn't super cheap so all of those things lined up I asked him to play me a bunch of beats and i loved them and so then that was like the start of me having in-house producers and that's wanna cry um and from there it was it was trying to find 
a way for the producers to sell their beats to clients but really what we've like landed on it's like more about having like i've trained all the producers how to track and how to mix enough to work with artists so that if they're in a session and an artist needs beats you know they have a whole selection of their own beats that they can shop to them right then um same same type of thing that Leo often does, or they can even just make something during a session mm-hmm. because they're quick with it. Yeah, Leo's mm-hmm. been you know? working with artists for a while too, and recording <laughs> artists for a long time too. Yeah. But that that was actually like segues into my question. Like being this show is is catered to producers, and we hear so many beats all the time. And like I can you know I can critique mixing to a certain degree, but like sometimes it's just it's just more so about the feeling for me. But as an engineer. What do you recommend as like uh, for producers as like a baseline to like kind of like submit their beats? Like what's the like the main problem you get like when you have beats tracked out and sent to you or when beats come into a studio? Is is there like a baseline or way for things to be mixed or in a in a proper way so that when you get it, you can. Yeah, every once in a while something's too loud. Yeah, I think that's a problem overall, period. People just want to be competitive and they want something to sound like it's better than it is like when you play it, you know, in comparison to the last track and so on a lot of these sites, if something's crazy loud, it just like seems like it's better. Mm, But then when you go to do something with it, it's like, it's like kind of rough or, you know, it's, it doesn't, it's not always the end of the world that something's loud if it's done right. Mm. But there is a level where it, becomes distorted you know, a, 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 yeah a problem <laughs> when you try to add vocals onto it and like sometimes you just don't hear the low end issues because they're list they only listen to it on a laptop before they came to the studio um so i would say listen to it on a few different sources don't make stuff too loud just bring, make stuff like get to like minus 12 or something mm-hmm. minus 10 because i know like if if I had my way, I'd have them do it at like minus 16, mm-hmm. but they're not going to do that because then it won't be competitive online. Mm-hmm. But if you do it even at like minus 12, it'll be enough. So you're more so talking about like two, two, when, you know, people are just recording off two track mixes or whatever, they yeah. rip offline somewhere and stuff. Yeah. Like gotcha. that's, and that's so many, and I can fuck up a two track. So like, mm-hmm. I don't mind recording on a two track, especially if the mix is good and I can do a lot of shit in the mix to fix a two track mm-hmm. um getting the balance of like the melody and the like you know percussion elements to match i would say is the other thing sometimes someone just wants the drums to knock so hard that there's just like no melody and so the vocal is just kind of bare and out there alone so like finding the right balance of those two things making sure the kick and the 808 and the snare kind of hit at the same level but then there's like yeah, the melodic stuff pillowing it so uh to everybody watching we are going to be ending the show kind of early today because of some of the stuff we got going on later um especially me you know my birthday celebration and such happy birthday thank you very much sir uh is there any way that people can get in contact with you is social media is it email is it anything that you can drop to the people now so they can yeah uh social media is at phx down studios and uh my I have my number listed, but if you just type in Phoenix Down Recording into Gmail, yep, (laughs) it's listed online. Um, So if you want to call me, my number is 602-321-3422. Texting is probably preferred, but uh, one of my assistants will pick up if you call. And the website is to book is phoenixdown.simplybook.me.
You're the first person in B Club Podcast history that's ever dropped their phone number. Yeah. <laughs> he has assistants, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> so he probably one noticed, of the first producers is yeah, like, yeah, my yeah, assistant. Yeah, if you've wait. noticed, like, my phone hasn't rang one time yet, yeah. which is uh, amazing. That's yeah. a blessing. Yeah. Well, it's dope, man. Cool. Thank you so much for just taking your time Thank out your you. day. Absolutely. No, this was great. Honest. Thank yeah. you so much, family. Um, And small world, the, the fact that Leo is even... Yeah, Yo, Leo's my boy. Yeah, Leo, Leo is definitely one of the other reasons this, you know, the studio and everything is working out so well. Because not only can I teach people, but Leo can. Yeah, and so we had two rooms going on all the time, so uh-huh. it really works out. Dope, dope. Yeah, man. Hopefully, too, we can we can come by the studio, man, and and do something there, man. Get some content. Hell yeah, there. No, be dope. I've never been welcome. there, man. I've never and like. That's why I wanted to get you on the shows because, like, everybody I I know is like, yeah, we're going to Phoenix down. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is this place? How come yeah. I never been there? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, felt kind of left out. Through. Yeah, I definitely got to pull up, man. That's and y'all cool. had Amadeus there too, like right yeah, there. He yeah, he was really yeah, cool. Yeah, me yeah, and him yeah. chopped it up about Trey songs because he's been on, yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah, on yeah. tour with them. But me yeah. and Trey are pretty are pretty cool, so I'm open to work with him in the near future. Dope, fire, dope, dope man. Motivate, man, man. Anything you want to say to the people before we go? Hey, man. Like I always say, man. Love is the answer and the cure. Check on your loved ones. Let them know that you love them. And tonight, man, we celebrating my brother Loops, man. Make sure you come out to Wonder Bar, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Gritty Pop Colors. Yeah, I heard the project last week in its entirety. It's fucking dope. I'm proud of you, bro. Thank you, I'm proud you putting some music out there. And um, yeah, man, we're excited, man. Plenty, plenty of tequila shots tonight. Oh God, I'm driving, but yeah, we're gonna make it happen. <laughs> uh, and thanks to everybody on uh, Facebook, IG, Twitter for rocking with us. Shout out to the Go Network for rocking with us as well. And because I can say it on the radio, I'm gonna say it right now. She. she-